Hello and welcome to another episode of Garage Lord. I'm your host, Tim Downing, and with me is my co-host, Jeff Austria. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 10, a.k.a. the Caterpie episode. Tim, would you yeah. like to learn about Caterpie from the official Pokemon handbook? Of course. This sweet little Pokemon is a lot like a caterpillar. It has short feet with suction cups on the ends that allow it to climb walls and trees without getting tired. Its string shot slows down Caterpie's enemies. It doesn't take Caterpie long to evolve. You may want to stop its evolution and build up its experience for a while. Once Caterpie changes into a Metapod, it will not be able to move. Tim, do you remember in the OG Pokemon Red when you got to the, Verid uh, the Viridian Forest... And it's yeah. like, why would I catch a Caterpie when there's Metapods spawning in the grass? So you catch a Metapod, and all it has is Harden. And you yeah. say to yourself, oh no, I've made a terrible mistake. Yep. What a bait and switch. Yeah. Because it never learned any moves on its own. You had to start with the Caterpie and then move up. You like the bug Pokemon, Tim? Uh... I think I liked what when they added like the ones they added later on in the series, mm -hmm. where they were actually better and not just like disposable sort of things. Are you least, yourself scared of bugs? Not really. Okay. Though, I did have a weird run in this weekend with one. Um, we, now we're not talking about like a game dev bug. We're talking about a no, bug no, no, bug. No. Yes. So are you familiar with uh, house centipedes? Yeah. Yeah. They're I the worst. Every, I see them every once in a while, and and uh, I usually just leave them alone because they're minding their own business and they're predators for other bugs and stuff. So I'm just like, yeah, do your own thing. <laughs> do your own thing. Yeah. So uh, last night I had, uh, I think we were watching something. I don't remember what we were watching at the point at this point but i see from the corner of my eye like well i'm at my computer i just see something moving and i look and i see a, a centipede trying to climb up the door the door frame of my office room okay and then it falls i'm like okay <laughs> and then it just tries it again and i just ignore it leave it alone whatever I'm like all right whatever it's just doing its thing and then a few hours later um Completely forgot about it because that's just how our brains work. We just forget things like that. Little out things. of sight, out of mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think this at this point we were no longer like in a hall together or anything. So whatever. I was just watching streams or YouTube or whatever. Um, and then I felt something weird on me, and I noticed. Oh, and no. I just. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the same cat, the same not caterpillar. It was, uh, that's, I think it was the same centipede. It somehow fell onto my right shoulder. <laughs> so I just like threw it off me and then it crawled away. When you I say threw like, it off you, was there, was there panic in your, in your reaction? No, it was just like, what is this doing on me? Cause like <laughs> I'm sitting in a chair. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> it must have like, so my, my office is like right underneath the stairs for the upstairs apartment that leads up so there's like a slanted like wall so it's possible it climbed up the wall behind me and fell on top of me or if it maybe it climbed up the chair i don't know so what you're saying is that this house centipede did not have suction like feet like a caterpillar no. and that's why it kept on falling right yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking and then and then i thought i was thinking about this like in bed the other night, like later on, I'm like, you know, I, I did run into a, a centipede like a couple nights ago that I tried to kill with some tissue, but it, I only got half of it. So I wonder if it's the same one. Just getting Oh, he revenge. got his revenge, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he came for you specifically. Yeah. I'm like, all right, nice attempt, but try again next time. 
Well, yeah, an that, attempt was my, made. Yeah, that was my centipede story. I've never well, had one like actually like physically come into contact with me like that. It was just weird. <laughs> it was a brave one. <laughs> he was biding his time this entire time, dude. Yep. Yeah, Before I mean, we I'm usually fine with them because they're, like I said, they're just predators for other insects yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. completely harmless to humans. So. I, I don't like seeing them. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> they're weird looking. Right. But you know what's not weird looking is a caterpie. And that gives me a chance to not stray too far from the fact that Pokemon cards continue to elude my grasp. <laughs> I follow this one user on Twitter called uh, Wario64. He Same. always usually posts, uh, you know, video game deals going on yeah. or, you know, things that are in high demand that, you know, where you can get them on what websites. And he posted uh, the Pokemon, I think, Elite Trainer Box was available from Best Buy's website. And I checked the timestamp. I saw it within eight minutes of that tweet getting posted. I went, you know, I, I queued up on the Best Buy website. Already sold out. The yep. stuff is going like hotcakes, Tim. Yeah, and I do see on Reddit that there are people who are finding some luck just walking into a target when they happen to be stocking up. But man, oh man, the the hunt continues. I may never find a Charizard card. These, this is all this still that same the classic one or or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's the twenty fifth anniversary, and they they bring back some of the old favorites like Chonky Pikachu and uh, Venusaur Blastoise Charizard. They're not the same because they have right. the 25th anniversary uh, emblem on them. So they won't have as much value as like a, a first edition, for example. Yeah. But still, it's the it's the joy of pulling a Charizard or a Blastoise. Am I right? Yeah. And uh, just to add to more of my George Costanza week that I've had, my dog puked on me earlier today. Let me, let oh, me yeah? set the scene for you, Tim. So I'm lying on my mattress. My dog, you know, I like to put my dog up on my mattress also and uh you know he usually sits by my feet so that he can be looking out the window and you know i'm just i'm just lying on my bed and uh my dog walks up to me he puts one paw on my chest and he starts heaving and i look at him and i say ace if you're gonna puke just puke on me so you don't (laughs) stain the mattress and why did i say that tim why did he because he ended up calling my bluff and he ended up puking <laughs> on my chest, and a, a bit of it got on the comforter. So immediately, it, yeah, it's gonna get on the bed anyway, even if it gets on you. Yeah. So a, fortunately, a bit, you know, a bit of it got caught on the comforter. It didn't actually land, seep through to the mattress. So I threw the comforter in the wash, and uh, I threw it into the, uh, yeah, I, th- I threw it into the wash, and I jumped into the shower. So there you go, there you go, Tim. I've been having uh, curb your enthusiasm slash George Costanza type. Uh, type week you know it's funny you mentioned that because i was i think it was last night it was either last night or the night before i was watching i just came across some random like um jason alexander interview video where he was talking about like george costanza and how he was based on larry david but like he gave an example of like one of um some bit from one of the episodes where he basically he stormed off in from his job, like quit, like, like swearing up a storm or whatever, and then quit his job, and then realized later, like, oh, what have I done? I made a mistake. And the jury's like, yeah, just go back tomorrow, <laughs> like pretend like nothing happened. And so that's what he did. <laughs> and I guess like that was an actual thing that Larry David did with, like, he quit. He used to work at uh, Saturday Night Live, and that's. I guess how he quit or something at one point but then <laughs> he was like a, he was talking to a friend and this friend told him to just go back and just pretend like nothing happened oh man did did he go into detail about how that played out i th- i think everyone just was just like okay that's a weird bit i didn't like i didn't look up like what happened beyond that if he still was working there or not because i know he he was only there for a short while i think that's funny. I've not uh, watched a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but what I keep hearing is that if you like Seinfeld, it's yeah. basically what if George was the main character? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch more of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, same. But speaking of watching stuff, we did watch stuff uh, on Discord this past week. We ended up watching uh, 
you know, YouTube does this uh, cycle of free movies that they have uh, for free on their channel. And uh, the 90s Mortal Kombat movie is currently free to watch on YouTube. What do you think, Tim? Does it hold up? Um, it was fine. I don't know. Yeah. It was like, it was it, like not the best thing back then. And it's still like, it's like, it didn't feel worse than it did then or anything like that. Right. It, it matched my expectations. Yeah, pretty much. Say. Yeah. And, you know, as a Mortal Kombat fan, there's, you know, parts of it where I'm like, why are Scorpion and Sub-Zero not going at it with one another? And they're just goons yeah. for Shang Tsung. But uh, other than that, you know, like, the inconsi- also- yeah, again, as a, a fan of the game series, it's like, you know, Scorpion's spear doesn't, you know, oh, yeah, come that was from like within his hand, you know? It's like an actual spirit. It doesn't it's not like a monster in his hand. That kind of yeah. stuff still bugs me, but hey, Hollywood, right? It was also very like video gamey of like we're going from level to level sort of thing and like that's how the various plots or you know various fights played out or it's just you know one fight at a time or whatever and it was just, it felt similar to like playing through the the tower or or the ladder or whatever you want to call it. I feel like when they went to Outworld and they did that camera shot around the tower, that was like an allusion to the, you know, video game tower. Yeah, yeah. Like that was, uh, um, like, here's the tower that you're climbing and you're just doing your individual fights up that sort of thing. mm -hmm. Even though it was, like, not at all in sync with the fights or whatever. Who's the name of the actor that played Raiden? It's the guy who is Highlander, and I'm blanking yeah. on... Christopher blank- Lambert. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed him being Raiden. I enjoy, like, Raiden kind of being goofy. Yeah, he was he was kind of hamming it up a little. But I think but that's the- kind of like what he... I, from what I remember of Highlander, it was a similar sort of thing. We'll have to watch that sometime. I enjoyed Highlander yeah. quite a bit when I watched it a few years back. But uh, on that note, MK Annihilation, not on YouTube for free, from what I saw, but I do recall not liking that one as much. Yeah. So uh, I watched it as a kid, and my taste of movies when I was a kid was just whatever. So it's <laughs> <laughs> like, right. I just watched things, you know, whether it was good or not. <laughs> I know uh, earlier this week on the Discord, you guys were watching Shang-Chi. I got in late. Like yeah. I, I'm like a little bit past the halfway point. So you'll have to, you'll have to tell me, Tim. Did you enjoy Shang Chi? Yeah, um, I wasn't sure how much they were gonna involve the rest of the MCU or not, and I'm glad they didn't because they made it a standalone sort of origin movie, which I feel like it's hard. It seems like the MCU kind of has to do like all these tie-ins for every movie now but at least for this it's it seemed like a good standalone thing mm. Are you... and, it, and it definitely helps like um that they um like winter soldier was a good point in the in the franchise or whatever where they had where they started doing actual good choreographed fights and everything and this definitely showed for sure Mm-hmm. I got in late so and again I'm not like super well versed with the world of comic books DC or Marvel what is give me the TLDR Tim what is Shang-Chi's power because I saw him using the rings to like mega jump around and obviously he knows martial arts Give what's the what's the TLDR of what he does that's the thing I don't know like it okay it feels like he's just you know like similar to like captain america or whatever where they're just basically take their normal abilities that they would as if they were human but then amplify it so like he's just even better or stronger faster that kind of stuff you know it seems like the the rings on his arms (laughs) like i well that's the thing he only got those like at the end of the movie so okay like they were things that he had to get from his dad, basically. I remember as a young lad, there were not a lot of Asian superheroes for me to like look up to as a kid. So I'm glad the the 
the young Asian Americans have at least Shang-Chi and as opposed to me just having like Goku and Goku kind of doesn't count because yeah. he's a Saiyan. <laughs> he's an, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised, like now that I think about it, like there weren't really, a, there aren't really like a ton of Asian characters in general in the MCU, like prior to him. There's, oh man, I'm think, blanking on the X-Men that I'm thinking out. Uh, thinking about but uh yeah <laughs> we just have shang chi took him a while to get there but yeah i think oh man i hope i hope i'm not getting this wrong but there's like a an asian hulk <laughs> it's not that bruce sounds, banner but that sounds familiar right but yeah i'm not i'm not as as familiar with the hulk yeah as i am with like some other stuff like spider-man or something well, there may not be Asian heroes in... Well, there may not be a lot of Asian heroes in the MCU, but there are uh, Asian heroes fighting zombies in the world of Kingdom, which we've been watching from uh, from Netflix. A friend of the Discord has been streaming of it, uh, for us. Uh, it's a pretty cool ser- uh, series after coming from Train to Busan. It's like yeah. uh, more zombie stuff is coming our way through <laughs> through Kingdom. Yeah, I'm I'm not like the biggest zombie fan. Um I kind of I did watch a first like 3-ish seasons of The Walking Dead and fell off. But I think a lot of zombie stuff kind of feels like it runs into similar problems where they're just like re rehashing some of the same I don't know. Like they keep running into the same problems of like yeah, we're just trying to survive basically. And I don't know. And the in this show I like I like what they're doing with the show where it's more than just the zombies. Like there's other actual plots going on beyond just right. trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. With the or, the yeah. uh the battle for power with the crown prince and uh I'm yeah. terrible with names, but like the, the woman who's It also took a while for some of the names to even show up. Like I remember watching I think we watched like the first two episodes or something without knowing like pretty much anyone's name for the most part except maybe like one or two people i think mm. and there's and there's a you know a decent number of characters in it because it's like several villages and like various people within the the royalty and whatnot so i think uh i i don't remember if it was you who brought it up but i like the idea of a zombie this the zombie trope yes. happening in a something that's not modern era yeah so like doing a more like yeah right. so it's because it's not like it's something that has to be exclusively tied to a specific time period or whatever because like we we did recently watch the um evil dead series and there's sort of a zombie it's sort of a zombie apocalypse a little bit in army of darkness but that's that takes place in like medieval times so it's similar-ish, but, I mean, obviously not the same thing, but still. Like, they could easily just do a zombie apocalypse in any any setting, or any time period, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, going off of zombies, you know who could handle a bunch of zombies? Spider-Man. Which leads to our next topic, is that coming this Tuesday, November 16th, new Spider-Man trailer drops at Marvel fan event with other big surprises. Tim, let me let me tell you like I feel like this event in my mind what's going to happen. I I have no source for this, but this is my my uh my theory is that they're going to show this new No Way Home trailer. I'm going to hope it reveals Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. The live audience is going to lose their mind. The lights come back on, and Toby and Andrew step out from behind the curtain or whatever to <laughs> rousing applause as they officially make their return. <laughs> what do you think? Um, it's funny because I've been seeing like some some meme posts online about how Toby is basically just walking around in the open carrying like the Spider-Man No Way Home poster or whatever like that thing's been <laughs> so like i don't know i think that would be cool 
but also like I also like the idea of um, them not revealing that until like just in the movie assuming that's the case here's here's the thing though is that hypothetically let's say that Toby and Andrew are hypothetically in this movie right could they truly keep that a secret till the day of like considering are... there's been so many like leaks and rumors and stuff going around with this movie it's it's kind of hard at this point but mm-hmm. yeah like keeping they, they keeping might as secret... well they right. might as well reveal some of that i mean if it if it's like super like heavy like plot related or something then it makes sense like they want to keep it a mystery f- for the sake of the movie it makes sense but if it's like oh hey they're here and we already know a little bit about what what's going on based on just the previous trailers then they might as well just reveal it now or something so uh-huh i feel like for them to truly keep it a secret before the release of the movie that would have to happen before the advent of the internet and yeah. you know information getting out so easily and before you know I, I don't know like yeah i'm trying to getting... think back of like any movie that has any movie or show that has done that in the i mean recent years in it's, recent years i don't tough. think so but like uh, a while back we watched the movie clue on our discord server yeah. and it's like that movie had three different endings and i guess they i you know you you can correct me if you know the the, the truth of the matter but like they kept it secret that it had these different endings right yeah um, but I th- there, yeah I don't know if they could do that today. Exactly. Like it'd be hard to. Um, but, I remember um, the movie Seven. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Uh, uh, I have not watched it, but I, I know vaguely yeah, about it. It's the "What's in the Box" meme. Ah, uh, yes, that's where that's from. Um, so, like, the antagonist of that movie is Kevin Spacey. But they didn't announce that he was in the movie at all. So like, and I don't think he was even credited in that movie. So like, you would like if you looked at a list of, of like top billing or whatever, you wouldn't see his name prior to the release of it. So like, oh, it was a big surprise. So like, he his character was re- revealed. I don't, I want to say like halfway through the movie. So like, he was already like famous enough that people would know him at that point. So, but still is just like this big reveal of like oh hey by the way here's this big actor who's playing the the antagonist of this movie so, like i i doubt they could do that today it feels like it'd be really tough to do that today especially with how fast a lot of just how fast information goes out right right and uh while we're on the theme of marvel 90s x-men <laughs> x-men 97 is coming back with new episodes and this yeah, came that's... from a, a I thought it was just going to be like, yeah, we're doing another animated series, but no, this is like more episodes. Which I wonder how it's going to look. Are they going to like keep that style? They have to, right? I'd imagine they're just similar to how, like, say the Simpsons, how they've updated the animation a little bit along the way. So it'd probably be similar to that. Hmm. Hmm. I guess we'll see, but like, yeah. This... This news came from a big uh, Marvel uh, tweet thread where they announced stuff like, yeah, I got the image right here, Echo, Spider-Man Freshman Year, Agatha, House of Harkness, Marvel Zombies, She-Hulk, which I think I saw a teaser for, uh, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, What If, Season 2, I Am Groot, Ironheart, and Secret Invasion. Now, I'm going to be upfront and say I do not know what Secret Invasion is. I don't know what Ironheart is. Moon Knight sounds familiar. Like Basically, what I'm saying is X-Men and Spider-Man is what I'm most hyped for from what they revealed. Um, What if like that makes sense that they're just doing... Cause it's, they, they already had the first season and that seemed to do well, I think. But it also just makes sense because it's like an anthology series. So, th- so they could just throw whatever in there and they could theoretically keep that going you know infinitely um mm-hmm. secret invasion was like uh that was a lot of God, what, are, what are they called the the Cree or something they're like they're like the aliens who are alien shape-shifting aliens so they're like i don't know what this 
what's involved with that like if they're just um undercover with shield and whatnot and uh nick fury and all that stuff i think that's what it is um i i know nothing about iron heart i am groot is probably just i'd imagine it's just like an animated thing <laughs> is it just baby groot being cute is that what that's gonna be yeah i have no idea yeah we'll find um, out i guess to to me like the thing that i'm probably most interested in is probably moon knight because he's it's like one of those characters that you just that's been around for a while that he has had not much like not a whole lot about him i'm gonna google moon knight right now and i feel like as soon as i see him i'm gonna be like all right moon knight yeah he's he's all right (laughs) in that's i feel like he's in the same like area as like uh blade okay he's a lot of supernatural stuff um i think that's coming out next year um echo is interesting because i know nothing about it but i was looking up about it i think it's about a character who's some way related not not related as in familial but just like is associated with daredevil so it'd be interesting to see if they bring back the netflix daredevil with that Mm. because i think that's also live action so i don't know and then the agatha harkness thing that's um she was antagon- a character in wandavision right yeah yeah she was the the antagonist for that so i so, oh, sorry if that was spoilers anyone yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anyone she was, was like a, yeah she yeah i don't know if this was something they planned like way before that or if it was just fan reaction because it sounded like a lot of people were really into her like she was hmm. a, like my opinion she was a great character so i mean it's totally fine if they did a spin off of it but it's kind of weird if it's just purely based off of just reactions from fans and whatnot tim who is your favorite member of the x-men mm. you can't just yeah. throw me on the spot like that <laughs> <laughs> well let me just say that uh, as a young lad my favorite color was blue so i always kind of gravitated toward you know, characters who wore blue or what, you know, or so like I blue. was into the blue, blue ranger and, you know, and then I, I liked uh, Leonardo from Ninja Turtles and in the X-Men world, that meant I was trying to be a fan of Cyclops, but okay. I couldn't get over how lame Cyclops was when Wolverine was so much cooler, <laughs> but go, go on, Tim. Do you have a personal favorite? Um, it was probably Colossus like... is pretty cool. Yeah. I think for me it was probably like Beast or Nightcrawler. Okay, okay. But I also haven't like I haven't really watched much of anything X Men related in years. So, did you have a Sega Genesis as a kid? No. Okay, I feel like somewhere in my home I have the Sega Genesis X Men game that was like impossible to beat. And, like, you had to cheese your way through it using Nightcrawler to, like, level skip certain... <laughs> I'll, I'll have to find it. I'll have to find it. I'll link you a YouTube video or something about it. This wasn't... Was it a beat-em-up or something? No, it was, like, a side-scrolling... There, the, so the beat-em-up that you're thinking about is the X-Men like arcade, arcade game. Right. Which was, was a was fantastic like game. Yeah. yeah. But this was, like, a, a side-scroller thing. Okay. I'll have, to, I'll have to find a video of it. But, uh... Is there anything else you want to touch on before we move on to our next topic here? Uh, no. So, in gaming news, the GTA Definitive Trilogy has been released, and it's not looking like a graceful landing. Uh, There was a tweet a a few days back, I'll, I'll read it off to you guys. The Rockstar Games launcher is now online, but GTA, the Trilogy, the Definitive Edition, is unavailable to play or purchase as we remove files unintentionally included in these versions. We're huh. sorry for the disruption and hope to have correct ones up soon. So I yeah. guess maybe people were digging into those files, finding some, uh, I don't know, some, some comments and notes that weren't meant to be seen. And uh, it's, as far as the game itself, I my YouTube r- recommended algorithm has been sending me like some buggy clips, 
that uh i haven't seen much but i also haven't been looking out for it or anything and i've only played a little bit of i played a little bit of san andreas because that's on game pass and i didn't bother picking up the collection so how how much of san andreas uh, definitive edition have you played so far i think maybe an hour and a half at most so Did not anything egregiously bad happen in terms of bugs not really i don't think i really encountered okay. anything so from from what i saw people are making memes and funny videos of these issues but it's tough for me to tell if it's truly that egregiously bad or people are just bringing together all these highlight videos and making it yeah. seem that way yeah i don't it's possible it's just not that common or maybe it's you know hard to reproduce sort of thing and you know i have such nostalgia for like three and vice city that it breaks my heart to think that they released the quote-unquote definitive edition and it might just be a mess from what you know what i've seen so far i'll probably still play it uh but yeah man and i, I think uh I think I was watching some streamers talk about the the songs that are definitely not in the game, like the Michael the Michael Jackson stuff from Vice City didn't make it in, uh, Ozzy Osbourne didn't make it in, but still a good chunk of the good ones still made it in. So hey, we'll take I whatever wonder, W we can get. You know, I I don't know if they do this, but there was something they did, and it's such a rare thing for games to do this, but. I think in Tony Hawk, they might have done this at one point where you could have, um, like, at least on, like, the one of the older systems, you could have, like, basically MP3s on your, saved on your consoles, on your console hard drive, and then just basically import them into the game, and then it gets included in the playlists and stuff. So that I wonder if they Xbox do something. Thing, right? It might have been. Because mm-hmm. I definitely remember at least on the PC versions of GTA 4 and I think 5, you could just have like a custom uh, radio where it still does all the r- normal radio stuff, like all the ads and everything included with like your own custom playlist, which was cool. So I've, I wonder if the I, consoles actually have that. I vaguely recall, and I could, I could just be misremembering, but Xbox had a thing where like, yeah, you put your MP3s on, into the game somehow, and like you could play NFL, whatever. Yeah. Or maybe it was maybe it was just GTA. I don't know. But speaking of Xbox things, Tim, yeah. do you happen to have ten thousand dollars laying around somewhere? Uh, no. Because Papa Jeff, you know how passionate I am about Gucci, and in the news, there's a ten thousand dollar Xbox Gucci bundle. Let me <laughs> read this off to you, Tim. Microsoft and Italian luxury fashion house Gucci have teamed up for a special edition Xbox Series X. The $10,000 bundle, which includes the console, two wireless controllers, a subscription to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and a Gucci-made carrying case will go on sale November 17th and is limited to just 100 hand-numbered editions. Easy. Tim, this is what, similar to the refrigerator, I guess. What would it take for you to even consider spending $10,000 for an Xbox Gucci bag? Uh, that I had a billion dollars. <laughs> so that I'd just be like not a, a drop in the bucket sort of thing. Yeah, like why, why, if you had any... If you had 10000 and that was like a, a good chunk of like your actual wealth or whatever like why would you spend it on this yeah because it's just uh, it's it's a carrying case right yeah it's a carrying i'm looking at pictures of it right now it looks like a gucci bag on the outside but with with gaudy lettering that says xbox on the outside yeah that's that's what really like that's what sells it for you (laughs) like and then when you open it up it's like compartments for your controllers and your games and your xbox series x Again, like I have to question. This is like a this is purely a collector's thing, right? There's no one who's yeah. gonna walk through an airport with their Xbox Gucci bag. Yeah, I could understand if this wasn't Gucci, but was like a cheaper swag. Because like you'd go to like 
conventions or whatever, like E3 or or like a a GDC where they throw out like game related swag. So like, if this were something on that level, would be fine. But like, paying ten thousand for this limited edition thing, like carrying case that's gaudy and everything that has Xbox on it, <laughs> just doesn't make sense. When are they going to come out with Air Jordan consoles? I'll hop on that bandwagon. Give me. You know, a... I, I've seen. Are you familiar with Bojangles? The what? What is this? The it's like a. I think it's like a southern chicken chain. Oh, okay. Know? I think I feel like that sounds familiar. Yeah, they've they've done their own Xbox consoles and stuff like that. I will. I will have to look into that. That's <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah, tell so... if you're ribbing me or if this is an no, actual no, no, thing. No, no, it's real. <laughs> It's. Oh I mean, it's. It's just like a skin for. I. I don't know if it's. I don't know what they do. If it's like some weird, limited edition thing, or if it's like a skin that. Similar to how they. I think it was the Xbox 360. How you had the face plates. I don't know if it's something like that, where they just apply some. Where they have some special like, plates or something on the console. I don't know. You know, I'm looking at this Xbox Gucci bag. And, like, when you open it up, it has all these compartments where, you know, hypothetically you fit in controllers or games or whatever. But also, hypothetically, you could fit in ninja tools, you know, like a, like a kunai, a uh-huh. shuriken, which leads to our next topic, that the kids today are playing this game called Fortnite. And uh-huh. who better to be part of the Fortnite universe than our boy, Naruto? And... uh there was a they put up a tweet that says uh he's coming soon november 16th but there's no details about like what characters or what items is coming to the game but you know there's quote unquote leaks where it's going to be naruto sasuke sakura and kakashi which you know like those are the big four that you would want so i don't naruto is coming to fortnite i don't play <laughs> fortnite i've played uh-huh. fortnite maybe twice in my life Same. i think i got a i got third place once and i said all right that's i'm good with that <laughs> good enough i think i went through a heavy PUBG phase and when i tried to get into fortnite i felt like you know i i got my fix with this with this genre i, I don't really want to do a deep dive any further i, I yeah. appreciate that people like the genre but i myself i'm not, i don't see myself getting back into it yeah, I was uh, I was into PUBG for a little bit, like when it first came out, you know, playing with like, I had like, pro- I mean, everyone was playing it at the time, so it was very easy to just like, find a group of friends who were playing it and just bounce around between them if you didn't have, if you're, like I had maybe at least like a dozen people I could easily just hop in a game with them or something for a few hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I, pl- I played, I didn't play nearly as much as some of my friends who were playing probably a thousand hours or something ridiculous but um it was definitely a good time and back in 20 2017 i think something like that 2018 ish around then man we'll have to double we'll we'll have to fact check that one i feel like 2016 is even possible for that i don't think it was that early we'll see i don't know but uh, Tim, much like how I like to quiz you on sports athletes, can uh-huh. you name how many Naruto characters can you name off the top of your head? Uh, Naruto. Uh huh. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I've good, never good, seen good. it. I've never seen it, so I wouldn't know anything. <laughs> I've seen the occasional meme here and there, but that's it. Well, Tim, there's. You know, Naruto's catchphrase is believe it. Uh-huh. And it sounds like you have a rumor to believe. Or yeah. I don't know. I didn't know how I wanted to segue that. But yeah, what did I you mean? There's, you could have just said, like, you know, there's a hundred people in up oh, in man. Battle Royale. <laughs> but did, did you know that you could go against those hundred people in <laughs> 1v100? You could try that, Jeff. No, the, the the ship has sailed. The ship has right. sailed. Yeah, so there's there's been I think they were sort of hinting at the possibility of a 1v100 coming back cuz that was I think that was pretty big like in the Xbox 360 era. Like it was definitely ahead of its time. Um 
but you know gaming has kind of got on a whole lot bigger since so it makes sense for it to finally for them to bring it back but yeah there's it sounds like there's like microsoft is looking to bring that back at some point this was a game show at some point right yeah are you at all familiar with it did you ever play it i recall seeing commercials and was bob saget the host i don't remember maybe but no i yeah so it's like a quiz show where you're playing like i think it was you were either in the 100 group or the yeah, the individual and you're basically i think it was similar to like uh what is it family feud that does the the thing good answer good answer they do all the voting or something like that and then you're kind of ranking it your answers are based on the ranking from the the crowd basically i feel like i definitely i'm looking at pictures of the game show yes bob saget was the host of it from what i remember and then yeah yeah, this was was like like xbox yeah yeah this was like you like the equivalent of a, a hosted event in the game in this like on xbox live where it's just like here's this like they had live host and everything. Um, yeah, there was this mobile game from a few years back that was like a trivia game show thing. Just they what they would run every I think every hour or so, and they had a an actual live host doing it. I think it was HQ. I don't know if you remember that. Tim, there is apparently a Nintendo DS version of One Versus One Hundred. And if you can just imagine this in your mind, the cover art is Bob Saget staring you down. All right. <laughs> it's pretty. There's Bob Saget lives on in Nintendo DS. Okay. I mean, he's still alive. <laughs> but he's but immortalized he forever. He's, he's immortalized, immortalized on the DS. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. Obscure DS game that we'll have to acquire at some point. Of course. <laughs> no, man, I'm lost on the notes now. Do we do we have more to discuss on one versus one hundred? Not really. It's it's a cool thing that, um, I hope it's actually true that it actually is coming back because it's it was a neat thing. Okay, you got some uh, Unity news for us too, right? Yeah, they acquired Weta. I think is how it's pronounced. Uh, they're the VX VFX company that's behind like Lord of the Rings, Marvel, and a lot of other you know big blockbuster sort of movies and stuff. But um, like, I think Unreal had some recent acquisitions where they're like, yeah, we've got all this really high powered like graphics stuff, like VFX stuff that you c- that are built into the tools or easily accessible. So it's cool that like unity is actually trying to compete in that regard because that it just means it's that's going to make it a lot easier for smaller games to or smaller studios or whatever to actually use those things instead of just like a lot of the the very basic like unity assets that a lot of people that you see with a lot of games Hmm. like asset flips kind of stuff and also it says here that we got some news coming from a Steam Deck and Playdate. Yeah. Um, I reserved both of those. Um, the Steam Deck that I think it was... I want to say I was originally in the the first wave for that. So it was originally supposed to come out, I think they said December for this year. Which I, I knew like when I was when they originally went on pre order or reservation or whatever they called it. They're like, Yeah, we're gonna try to hit December, but we'll see. But yeah, that's been delayed till like quarter one next year, so I don't remember if they gave any specifics, but makes sense because of a lot of supply chain issues. Specifically mm-hmm. with like 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 electronics and stuff like that too. And then um, the play date, that was... Are you familiar with that at all? Yeah, it's the uh, Game Boy looking thing that's yellow and it has a crank on the side, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. it was like... I mean, it's definitely like different different scope for what, what these two things are trying to be. 
right uh, that's like a weird niche thing but yeah that thing had been delayed too um they ran into a big issue with batteries where um i guess a good i think it was something like 25 percent of the batteries in them were just failing like from their supply like they would they just wouldn't hold the charge or wouldn't even charge in the first place so it was just like they can't do they can't keep this stuff so they had to basically send them all back and have the batteries replaced but i think that was also pushed back a little bit too i think into next year some people had a play date though right yeah i I think twitter i think they had it might have been like dev kits or something oh i don't know so it didn't like early dev kits okay yeah i'm not sure i signed up for the the dev kit thing for it like the i think there was like an sdk for it oh so because i think any anyone could be any of them could be used as a dev kit or something i don't know but i was just kind of interested in it because it was just like this weird little gadget thing that i could actually try to make a game for if i wanted to yeah like i remember when people on twitter were uploading you know how they were using their play date and everything it's like it's like it visually looks neat yeah and like the crank opens up like opportunities of how you control your characters and stuff there was yeah. one in particular where like you rewinded time or something yeah. with the cr- i thought that was kind of neat but yeah man when when the time comes that you get yours you'll have to let me know if you like it yeah like it, it i know exactly that it's just going to be a, like this weird little tinkery project thing not so much you know like i'm going to do some actual gaming on this sort of thing because you know, it's Tim, it's like equivalent it's not even like i think this i think the inputs like limit it but it also allows for some weird interesting stuff tim a couple of weeks ago during extra life weekend i saw you throwing down your your big bucks programmer money to help a good cause <laughs> I, I like to think of you as uh bruce wayne with your philanthropy but you have even more news for us from the charity front yeah this was i i was talking with another friend of ours we we're because this came up that desert buses desert bus for hope is running this weekend or it started this weekend um, and it runs for an amount of time. And I say that because um, the the way it works is they're basically just streaming the game like until they finish the charity run and while also doing other stuff on stream. So it's similar to like a, um, I want to say like a telethon sort of thing if that makes any sense. I mean, it's similar this to like is... extra life. It's similar to extra life, I guess like where there's other stuff going on, but then there's also like what the, there's someone playing the game desert bus, which is like, it was a mini game from a seg- uh a canceled Sega. Was it Sega CD or something like that? Like a Penn and Teller Sega CD game. And it was just like a <laughs> random mini bus where you're just driving a bus down a road in the desert, like endlessly. And that's what it is. And so, like, they've run this charity event thing every year since 2007, I think. And I think total, like, over the like, the, however many years, 14 years, they've collectively raised like seven million, I think it was, oh, just from this one event that they do every year. And the way like they they uh, um, time out this event is like basically the donations uh like for every donation it go like however much dollars are donated it increases the duration of the event so like but they increase the the threshold before they increase the number of hours so like i think the first first few dollars it adds an extra hour to the event and then like the next you know hundred dollars adds another hour or something like that so they're like I don't know, 160 hours collectively for this event. So like several days. This is on Twitch? Yeah. And it's like a whole team of people basically involved. So they're taking shifts and everything. So it's not like an individual doing a 24-hour stream. It's just like several people coming in and doing shifts. 
but it's it's just a good time to just and they do like giveaways and silent auctions and stuff and just all kinds of like pushes for donations and stuff like that what is the gameplay of desert bus um it's a bus it's like a first person view of a bus driving down a desert road and that's <laughs> with the occasional like the bus occasionally veers off to the side i don't know if it's actually the road moving or if it's just the bus doing that <laughs> i'm looking like, at a screenshot it. of it right now it might yeah. as well be a wallpaper yeah or, or much. A, <laughs> a screen a, a yeah. screensaver yeah it's not an it's not like a compelling game to watch but they're doing other stuff while they're while they're streaming this so okay. like, it's just a, a fun like interactive uh charity thing what else have you been up to tim um i've had some recent pc problems <laughs> that kind of cascaded uh-oh um, nothing like major um i think the other day i was i was trying to find a password from my password manager or from my google chrome password manager thing i think it was the actual chrome password manager not the separate pass- password manager i have and it basically asks you to enter like your your windows password or in my case my pin because i use the pin instead of the password uh-huh and uh apparently i entered my pin wrong like a couple times and then it just locked me out of trying it again until i restarted my pc i'm like okay wait whatever it was i thought doesn't it normally give you like three chances or is it yeah it's three it's three chances but i apparently typed it in wrong three times i'm like how did i get this wrong three times and then of course when i logged back into my pc i was able to use it because i knew my pin (laughs) but the problem was that um once i got in it was like i'm like okay so like the the thing was like all right you failed to use your pin now use your password instead i'm like all right what's my password i forgot i hadn't used my windows password since i installed windows a year and a half ago so then i it took me a bit to find out how to reset my password while still using my pc because i didn't have any like password recovery or anything because you could get like a, a disc or something to do that but i didn't have any of that stuff does Chrome have a password manager? Because I use a I use a thing called I mean, KeyPass. Yeah, because it could it um it'll save passwords and all that. So it it's and it also generates them too. So I kind of have I use the Chrome one as well as like a I use Bitwarden, which is you know like okay. a password manager. But yeah, I was, I did that, and then I had this I've had this recurring PC problem where when I log into my PC onto Windows. The screens are just like the entire desktop is just black, except the except the taskbar. And then it's just like flashing the taskbar occasionally, and that's it. And it'll do that for like a few minutes, and then it's just and then it eventually starts up like normal. So I was like doing a bunch of like searching for figuring out how to do this and it's a thing that only happens to me whenever i restart my pc which i don't do often like i'll shut it down and then start up from fresh and that's fine but restarting and logging in it's broken for me (laughs) so it's just been a a pain in the ass just trying to figure out what's going on with that so i still haven't figured it out but it's been a problem well that sucks but tim give the people what they want the the people want to know what you've been playing and what what games have caught your interest? Um, Give the fans what they paid to see. And by paid, I mean they clicked on garagelord.com and are listening to this for free. Yeah. <laughs> I finished Metroid Dread. Ooh. Um, you were, last episode you were talking about how you were at the last boss room, right? Yeah, that's all it was. It was literally, I was like standing outside the boss room. And that's all I had left. Because I had done, okay. I'd gotten all the items and everything, so... What did your final uh, uh, gameplay hours end up being? It was shorter than I thought. Like I was, I think I, I think last episode I was guessing between fifteen and twenty hours. It was only thirteen and a half. Okay. So like, okay, that's that's good, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that that final boss, like, I don't know how many attempts I made like the week prior to that, 
and it was just like a tough boss but this time it was just like maybe just having time away from it it took me a little bit to get back in the groove of things because like i mean every game is going to have their own unique control scheme for things and stuff but like just trying to get back into it because they had been away from it for at least a week um took a few runs of just failing completely like pretty early on and then it was just like all right i think i've i think i'm more comfortable playing again and then it took me like two or three tries after that <laughs> and then wasn't it ended up being a lot easier once i could actually like have f- full control of my character the way i wanted it to well now that you finished the game what star rating do you give it five star um, game yeah yeah okay okay out of five of that is <laughs> yeah we're, not a, like we're not we're not five stars weird out of 10 <laughs> out of 20 that's a five out of seven <laughs> but yeah i've um i think i was i've also been playing another game where last week i think i finished yeah it was like right at the end of right before we recorded last episode i had finished nino kuni and i was debating on whether or not i wanted to go into the second one or not but then monday night i was just like i've got time i don't feel like playing it i don't have anything i'm like super eager to jump into right now i'll just start nino kuni too and uh i'm now 30 hours in so i've played a bunch uh-huh and uh, i like it a lot more than the first one how much of the pokemon type of aspect is in the second one as opposed to the first one none none yeah interesting there's so there's more party members um the first game it was like i think it was like a f- three four hours before i got my first party member and then another few hours before i got the second or before i had my third and then it was just like it was just the same three characters in my party until the very end game and then i got a fourth one <laughs> that i never actually used but it was just like okay that's cool and this one it's like every every new town i visit is like uh, or every yeah every town which has its own little chapter has like a new had like a new party member and they kind of change things up a little bit okay um also the combat's very different the first game was like um it was you had control of either one of your three party members or one of the familiars which were like the pokemon equivalent thing in that game and the combat was like you you'd select a a command and then they would act it out in real time and for some duration and then uh you would do it again (laughs) and then you'd move around a little bit while that's going on it was not very it was not a super engaging combat but in this game in the second one it was like a full-on action combat like with uh light and heavy melee attacks and then a ranged attack and then a bunch of spells as well that you can have how many hours did it take you to finish the first one um i'm gonna look that up right now (laughs) Uh, because you're saying you're like 30 hours into the second one you might be closing in on no from what i understand this one was this one is actually a bit longer okay uh the first one it took me 60 hours um okay yeah this one it um it's flowing a lot better because they they've added a ton of systems beyond like i've I've actually been really enjoying the combat because it's it's a lot more involved in what you're doing it doesn't feel as like slow and sluggish of just and and just like uh passive where this one is like you actually engage the whole time it's similar to it's not as over the top as like the tales series mm. so it's i was like, about to mention tales yeah, yeah yeah so it's not that crazy but it is still like a lot more involved mm-hmm. and then there's also, a, this whole aspect of like you're building a kingdom because you're playing as a as like a king and you're just collecting various like people from around the world and just bringing them to your kingdom and then it has this whole like management sim on top of it 
So that's ooh, that sounds super cool because I remember, yeah. like, back in the GameCube days, like Skies of Arcadia had a very rudimentary like bring in people to your island and then customize your island. It wasn't super fleshed out, but are you saying like you can bring in NPCs to be part of your your thing? Yes. Yeah, so, so you're not you're not so much you don't have a ton of like customization as far as like how the the kingdom is laid out because it's like like very specific plots of like this building has to be built here and that kind of stuff and then once you place the building it then you then use your npcs that you've collected that have their own sort of like skills they're like hey this guy's likes working with weapons and this guy likes working in the mines and stuff and so like you just put them in like various buildings and then they just are production people basically for your kingdom just generating items for you the player of like your party of just wandering the rpg world and stuff so it's mm-hmm. it's cool like that um yeah they had they had a similar sort of stuff in the dark cloud series but that one was a lot more a customization of how the town building stuff worked because i think you had a little more agency of like placement of everything but but so there's there's still a little bit more involved in this okay okay you've also been watching some gameplay of something right yeah um so this weekend was a network test event thing for uh elden ring it was like i wasn't sure if i was gonna make it into it because it has because they're doing weird things where like hey we're only running this for like four hour sessions like like a few four hour sessions throughout the weekend and it's like weird times because it's like a japanese run thing so you'll have like a few sessions here and there but it's it was also a thing where they just sent out they only sent it out to a handful of people or whatever or like i feel like it was a handful of people but it was basically you just signed up for this closed beta sort of thing and then you had a be lucky to get in sort of thing and so i never actually got into it um but that being said i ended up watching a bunch of gameplay of it and it's got me excited to play it when does it come out uh february Ooh. uh are you familiar have you played much of or watched any dark souls or anything like that I have watched Dark Souls, but uh, I am a wimp who has personally not played Dark Souls. Okay. Well, it's like that, but also has some similarities to, like, Breath of the Wild. Of, like, this open world where you just kind of roam around and have the occasional boss counters and stuff like that. So, it's interesting looking. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. Okay, okay. Well, Tim, we had a few more discussions lined up, but we are at the one hour mark. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I thought I didn't, I didn't think we'd, uh, we'd make it the distance with this li- these list of topics. Is there anything you want to discuss? We we can uh, push back some of these topics for uh, next episode. But is there one in particular you want to call out before we we put a bow on this episode? Um, just a brief one about cookies. <laughs> sure i i did end up making cookies uh, over the weekend i had cookie mix that was about to expire and uh you know i said okay I, i'm gonna get some butter i'm gonna get some what uh egg butter egg and it's uh you know i i hand mixed it it turned out okay i probably should <laughs> not have you know made such a heaping tablespoon so that it would have been thinner but oh, like uh, or something yeah yeah like they they ended up a bit more chunky than I, I would have liked. But uh, yes, I am on my way to becoming a professional baker because I also got uh, a, a big old mixing bowl. Uh, yeah, I got I got a mixing bowl purely to use for this cookie mix that was about to expire. <laughs> now you're going to be making cookies all the time. <laughs> Before we sign off on this one, Tim, would you be interested in hearing another dumb okay Cupid question? Go for it. The question is, would you date someone who states up front that they will never be willing to go dancing? 
This is the footloose conundrum, Tim. <laughs> let's see you let's say you meet the partner of your dreams, but they they look you in the eye and they say I will you will never ask me to go dancing at any type of social event. Um you know, as someone who goes to to who moves from like Chicago to I don't know where was the movie taking place. I'm looking what, this up footloose? right now. Yeah, I'm looking this up right now. <laughs> oh, Some no. rural town in the southwest. If if yeah, I had John to move Lithgow there, is there. <laughs> oh, that's right, it was John Lithgow. <laughs> um, you know, I'd be I would be upset. Just I'd have to like you know go to town the town hall meetings and stuff to try to get the dancing unbanned and everything. <laughs> I don't to know, give that's, a, us, that's a weird that's a weird question. Like to give a serious answer, like I would inquire as to why. Yeah. Like if if it's like uh, feeling self conscious about dancing, you know, maybe we can negotiate like practicing dancing in the comfort of our own home. Like I'm, let me be upfront. Like I'm, I don't consider myself a great dancer, but I consider dancing something that you do in a relationship. You know, so like I would, <laughs> you know, I would ask like. You know, is this something that just makes you feel uncomfortable? Because if it's like an anxiety type of thing, you know, I'll respect that. I won't push you to do anything you're uncomfortable with. But if it's just like, I like, I don't even like if it's just being stubborn about like, I don't want to be seen dancing with you, Jeff. How dare you? Like, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna hurt. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird problem to have, but <laughs> weird flex, but okay. Well, that was our weekly dumb OK Cupid question for this episode. Thanks. And on that note, we shall put a bow on it and say, and on that note, I will say that if any of our listeners have dumb OK Cupid questions for us, just please not lewd and please not <laughs> religious or political or any questions in particular. You can email us at uh, garagelore at gmail.com. Or tweet us at GarageLore. Tim, any final thoughts before we put a bow on this one? Um, I just wanted to say that uh, I'm still playing Cookie Clicker. And I'm attempting a no-click run. Whatever that entails. <laughs> and that's, that's all I have to say. Alright, <laughs> you will... I mean, just update us on how that goes next week, I guess. Alright. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.